What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Atlas FitCast. I am your host, Andy Hayes. Today's episode is brought to you by Atlas Fitness Evolved, providing progressive, challenging, and effective exercise programming to the World Wide Web. If you are not currently following us on Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook, just go ahead and search for Atlas Fitness Evolved. This is going to be episode 21, where uh, I, th- I thought it would be a good episode topic to talk about the importance of performing single-sided, single-limb, unilateral exercises in your exercise programming. And the reason for that is because lots of movement in our daily lives, um, our, our limbs work together, such as barbell presses, um, barbell squats, barbell deadlifts, the Olympic lifts, those are all where our limbs are all working in unison and all together all at once. But even more movement in our lives is where our limbs are working independent from one another, uh, such as you know just something we do all day, walking, uh, some running within you know sports or just uh, recreationally, and then most daily tasks. Really, our our bodies are working where we're not doing things all together, such as, you know, lifting a bar up off the ground, such as a deadlift, which I do realize that we do, but um, what I wanted to talk about today is the much more common, our limbs working independent from one another. And so the benefits of this single-sided, single-limb, unilateral exercise training is that you can build independent strength when each within each limb. And I'm not saying to where I want you to uh, be stronger in one limb versus the other. It's actually the exact opposite. I want, in, in an ideal world, your right leg to be as strong as your left leg, your right arm to be as strong as your left arm. Um, I, I want those things for all of my clients and all my listeners to be as symmetrical as possible. But I've found that you know most people are asymmetric, and so if we continue to do only exercises where one arm can overpower the other arm, or if one leg can overpower the other leg, you're going to start um, putting yourself at greater and greater risk of injury. So. We um, one of the benefits is to increase our resistance to injury with this unilateral training um, by correcting the weaknesses. It could also help you rehab an injury that may have occurred by kind of focusing on each limb independently. It can also improve your balance and coordination, which is important for all things in life. But if you are, say, a young athlete or you do something competitive, you definitely do want to have that increased amount of balance and coordination. Not to mention uh, agility as well, because agility, uh, from what most people think of it as, is the ability to change directions quickly, which humans are... uh, bipedal they are upright their legs are working one in front of the other you know stepping alternately and we're not bunny rabbits so our agility is not to where we're hopping around and then we change direction off both legs at the exact same time we are changing directions by decelerating pivoting and then reaccelerating 
uh, whether it's on the court, on the field, in life, uh, to get around obstacles, whatever it is, uh, we want our legs to have independent strength to the point to where they can take on that those decelerations and reaccelerations without having any type of you know injury occur, and so we want that stability and mobility within those joints. Okay, and then not to mention the uh, the single sided single limb unilateral exercise training can also increase core activation and just build a stronger uh, spinal foundation for your body to move from. Okay, so how how could we incorporate more of this type of training into uh, your exercise programming? Well, first, let me talk about the tools. Like I said earlier, barbells are great. Barbell uh, presses, barbell squats, barbell deadlifts, Olympic lifts, those are all uh, great exercises, and a barbell is a great tool. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not. It's actually going to be where you're going to be able to produce the most force and get uh, a lot of strength gains. So the the heaviest lifts in the world are done via barbell training. So don't take this episode as me knocking that. Um, I'm just going to put a highlight on the fact that other tools should be used as well within your programming, such as dumbbells and kettlebells and cables and bands. These are all great tools that will help you um, move forward within your exercise program to build independent strength within your limbs, correct those weaknesses, resist your risk to uh, your injury, um, rehab injuries, improve balance, coordination, agility, and and core activation. All these things are going to be great. Okay, so that's the type of tools that we're going to be uh, using within these next few. A topic. So let me first talk about legs. Okay, so an example of your legs working together uh, would be something like a like a squat or a deadlift. And uh, so a, a common way for us to work the legs independently would be something like uh, split squats. Bulgarian split squats are probably my number one go-to for independent leg strength training. Uh, that's where you put one foot up on an elevated surface behind you, and then you use that front leg to uh, lower yourself and press yourself back off the uh, from the floor, um, kind of in a squatting motion. It's going to look like a like a lunge, a rear foot elevated lunge. Uh, lunges themselves are great as well. I I am pretty partial to backward lunges to uh, reduce the amount of stress on the knees, and then also uh, step ups. Are great for that as well. Now, um, beyond those, you could also do a single leg hip thrust, which is where you're going to lay on your back with your feet on the floor, kind of like you're about to do a sit-up, but then you pick one of your feet up off the floor and then use that remaining leg, that remaining foot that's still on the floor to push your hips up toward the ceiling and then back down. And then you uh, do that for repetitions. And then uh, within the realm of doing these unilateral uh, exercises, you want to make sure that you are creating a stimulus equally for each side. So uh, if you do 10 reps on the right leg, do 10, 10 reps on the left leg. If uh, you know your left leg is weaker than your right leg, then do your weaker leg first. And so that way you don't you know, start the set intending to be able to do, say, 15 reps on each leg. You do the dominant leg, it gets 15 reps, no problem, but then your 
your uh, your weaker leg ends up getting just eight reps. So just over half, but nowhere near the complete set. And then so your 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 stronger leg continues to get stronger via the exercises, but your weaker leg is not getting any stronger. So if we want to balance out that asymmetry, you're going to want to do the weaker side first, definitely. Okay, so keep that in mind as a rule. Uh, there are also single leg deadlifts that you could do with a dumbbell or kettlebell. You can even do a, a band or a, a, a cable with this as well. But where you are hinging at the hips, balancing on one leg, and performing a single leg deadlift motion. And then uh, also, if we wanted to create a, a, an interesting stimulus with squats, what you could do is, yes, you could be in a squat position and uh, one of my favorite things to do is to do a single side loaded squat. So that's where you might take a dumbbell, you rack it at the shoulder, and maybe you complete five reps with it loaded on one side, and then you switch arms. Again, it's racked at the shoulder, and then you do another five reps on the other side. So even though your, your legs are in the same stance, uh, they're going to be loaded independently during the set, which will uh, create a little bit more pressure on one side, and also your core is going to have to resist uh, deviating from that neutral spine position, and, and it's it's going to be uh, an interesting exercise for you to involve, for sure. Okay, so those are all leg exercises to, uh, for you to involve. And again, you could use a variety of tools within each of those step ups, lunges, split squats, single leg hip thrusts, single leg deadlifts, and um, single sided squats. You can use dumbbells, kettlebells, bands, cables. Any of those tools work really, really well to, to give you a, a well rounded response with your, with your training. All right, and then as for upper body pushes, your basic dumbbell chest press works amazing. Uh, a cable press out in front of you, also really good. Band presses. Um, and then you could do any of those with uh, the overhead variety. You can do an overhead dumbbell press. You could do an overhead cable press. You could do an overhead band press. Each of these uh, can be performed uh, as long as you know how to perform the exercise with any of those tools. Now, if we were to talk about uh, in terms of how much weight you'd be using for, say, a simple uh, dumbbell chest press, uh, it's not going to be the exact science of you saying, okay, well, if I can bench press with a bar 200 pounds for a set of 10, that means I should be able to go take a set of 100-pound dumbbells and be able to press them for a set of 10. Uh, whereas in theory, you might be like, yeah, that's, that's the same way. I might, I, I could totally still, you know, take a uh, hundred pounds each hand and still be able to press the weight when in actuality, that's not true. You're going to have to go with less weight, probably somewhere around, uh, 70 to 80% of that weight, um, to, as a, as a total, because with a barbell, you you are stabilizing only in a in a limited amount of planes of of motion. So you you are able to put forth more force into the bar, and therefore be able to lift more weight. But whenever you have a dumbbell in each hand, you're having to stabilize that weight in a variety of different directions and planes. Uh, so you're you're almost 
if, if we thought about it as kind of like this control board, you're going to have to dial down the force production that um, you're going to be able to produce into the dumbbells to push them up towards the ceiling, and you're going to have to dial up the energy that you're going to have to put towards stability. So that's why instead of using 100-pound dumbbells in this circumstance, you'd probably use something more like 72 to 80-pound dumbbells. And then it depends on about the the surface that you are uh, pushing off of. If it's a bench, probably, yeah, this would probably be uh, a, a good amount of weight. But if you are lying down on a stability ball and that surface is not as stable as a bench you're probably gonna have to go with even less weight so that is that is something to keep in mind as well okay and then um kind of depends you could also with these exercises whether you're pushing uh overhead or out in front of you in that in that horizontal pressing motion if you took the weight and instead of pressing it together you alternated that would make it even more challenging because the weights are not in the same position at the same time so there's there's no counterbalance and so if you can imagine that you are lying down on a bench and you're pressing them together that's going to be uh, one of the easier motions to perform because you have that counterbalance of each arm and then if you took the weight and you um, locked it out at the top position and then alternated from there that's going to be a little bit more difficult so you have one arm completely straight in front of you and then the other arm moves down towards the chest and back up and then the other arm does the same thing that uh, that's more challenging and then if you want even a greater challenge you lower both dumbbells to just above your chest height and then one arm presses up and then comes all the way back down, not letting the dumbbell touch your chest or your shoulder, so it's in this uh, contraction. You lower that arm back down, and then the other arm gets to go. And then so one arm is dynamically moving and producing force. The other arm is isolated uh, in terms of its force production and doing an isometric contraction. So that is a, uh, that's a good challenging exercise as well for, for you to try out. And then you could do that, of course, with... Uh, overhead pressing as well give that a try and then in terms of what type of other positions you could do if you were doing maybe some uh, cable presses where the cables are behind you and you're standing in that vertical position but you're still producing horizontal force standing up is an easier position to perform this exercise but if you went down into a kneeling position that would be even uh, more difficult and you probably have to use less weight with that but again you would be dialing up the core activation and dialing down the amount of force production that your chest your shoulders and your triceps can do for the uh, pressing motion there and then uh, you could also obviously do some kneeling overhead presses where whether you have the arms work together or uh, one dumbbell at a time or alternate the dumbbells pressing over the head any one of these options are still great. And then it wouldn't be a uh, pushing, upper body pushing, unless I talked about push-ups. If you are a stronger individual and uh, you are strong enough to perform some single arm push-ups, all the power to you. Um, I myself, uh, even though I am a, a, a stronger male, I do have uh, long, long arms. And so I'm not creating an excuse. It's just a reality to where if you are a longer limbed individual, I, I can guarantee you that a majority of 
uh, pro athletes that are of the longer limbed nature probably are not performing too many single arm push-ups. It's just the, the, the leverage is against us in terms of that. But if you do have a little bit shorter levers to push off of and you could perform single arm push-ups, go for it. Uh, that, that's awesome. Okay, uh, moving on to upper body pulling. Again, you could use a variety of, of tools, dumbbells, cables, bands, and you could do any variation of a row or a lap pull down um, to create a, a good stimulus. So a single arm row, uh, where you're supported on a bench and, and pulling the uh, the weight. I also, one of my favorite exercises is uh, where you are doing a chest-supported row and you do it uh, with a pair of dumbbells or kettlebells and you go isodynamic. So you pull both of the uh, dumbbells up towards your chest and then from there you let one arm go down into the straight position and then pull it back up while the other arm has to stay in the contracted row position. So this is gonna increase your time under tension for your back, which is really, really important for upper back training, and you will get a lot out of that if you uh, decide to do this exercise. I think it's amazing. And then another type of row that I really like is a renegade row, which is where you have a set of dumbbells. You are in a push-up position with your hands on the dumbbells. Um, and then from there, you pull one dumbbell towards your hip while the other arm is holding you up almost in that planking position and then you alternate pulling those dumbbells up towards your hip to create um, a nice amount of core activation while doing your 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 pulling uh, motion as well i also like uh, single armed trx rows or suspension trainer rows those are all great and then if, if you are using bands or cables, you could do a variety of uh, single arm rows with those, alternating rows. Uh, you could do this in a kneeling position where you kneel on the ground and then are doing some pulling as well. And then just like uh, with the upper body pushing, I said it wouldn't be a discussion if I didn't mention push-ups for that. And the same thing with upper body pulling, if I didn't mention that single arm chin-ups are uh, are they are an option, and if you have the strength to pull yourself up where your um, your collarbone is going towards that bar, and you can do it with the strength of one arm, more power to you. Involve those into your program as well. An amazing exercise. Okay, uh, moving on. If I was going to mention maybe some core training exercises to where you are challenging your your uh, core muscles in a way that is uh, a little bit more independent to one side than side planks, um, involving those beyond just your normal planks and uh, sit-ups and uh, double leg raises. Definitely the side plank is, is a good place to go in terms of uh, some, some core isolation. And then I also like uh, planking uh, with your body facing towards the floor, but then you involve lifting one to two limbs at a time. So if you're in the plank position and you pick one arm up and maybe do uh, an overhead punching motion and then put that arm back on the floor and then let the other arm punch, that is working your core uh, on one side more than the other. As long as, again, you are using, using both limbs to the same amount of repetitions or time lifted, you're gonna get an amazing uh, response that will help create a better symmetry in your body. Um, 
And then I also really, really like animal crawling patterns. So bear crawls, gorilla crawls, alligator crawls. This is where you are on the ground and you are doing any type of crawling motion. Basically, a crawl is a moving plank. Uh, that's how I kind of think of them. And so one of the uh, one of the best core exercises you could be doing that where you are quickly moving each limb independently and and uh, getting some some good activation there. And then also single-sided carries such as a suitcase walk or an overhead kettlebell locked out walk. That's where uh, you're going to get a lot of great, great core activation. As long as you are getting each side uh, equal distance, time, repetitions, whatever you're counting, and you're, you're, you're going to, again, reduce that asymmetry and create a more symmetric body. Uh, and then I also really, really like pull-off presses, either with bands or cables where you have the band or cable anchored out to your side, and then you are pushing the weight out or uh, the cable or band out from your body, and you are resisting rotation towards back towards the machine. And so um, anti-movement patterns are, are my favorite way to to uh, isolate the core for myself, for my clients, for everyone. And so I'm a big um, advocate for that. Okie dokie. So, and uh, to finish up the discussion, if I wanted to talk a little bit about ways to do uh, some total body exercises, but still working uh, limbs, you know, a little bit independent from one another, then we could start off by saying a single arm dumbbell thruster is an amazing exercise. That's where you have a weight loaded on one side uh, at the shoulder position, and then you squat down and then stand back up and push the weight in the one arm over the head, and you repeat that for a designated amount of reps, and then you do the other side for the same exact amount of repetitions. Okay, so single arm dumbbell thruster is great. You can also use a kettlebell with that, by the way. A single arm dumbbell or kettlebell snatch where you are picking the weight up off the floor using your hips and your core to follow through into the upper body and lift the weight over the head. Alternating is a great way to perform this exercise. You could also perform uh, backward lunges and you could do this with a curl. So you could do a single-sided curl with the backward lunge. You could also do a uh, lunge with a row, whether that's with a band or a cable. You could do a lunge and a press. Again, single-sided where you backward lunge and then come up and push the weight over the head. Very similar to the to the thruster, but instead of doing the squat motion, you're doing the the uh, the lunge motion. You can also do most of these exercises with a step up or a Bulgarian split squat as well. So again, curling, rowing, pressing, any of those work uh, too. And then you could do single leg dumbbell or kettlebell deadlifts followed by a curl and you could even involve a press with that. Uh, all these are very, very functional exercises. But if I was going to pick one exercise that does work the body uh, to its fullest degree, in the you know the most amazing way possible, I would say that a Turkish get up or Turkish get down is some of the best ways that you can get your body to work single sided. So basically, that's where you are lying down on your back, and then you are doing a single sided sit up, and then you do have to maneuver your legs into almost like a lunge position where the weight is locked out 
over your shoulder and then you are standing all the way up with that weight locked out just above your head. And so that is involving single-sided core, single-sided legs, single-sided upper body, everything's working together. Uh, and then you could do the Turkish get-up, which is going from the floor all the way to the standing position, or Turkish get-down is the exact opposite in the standing position, going all the way back down to the floor. And then you just want to make sure that you get both sides of equal nature to get the most benefits out of this exercise. All right. Um, so there you go. That 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 episode gave you uh, the benefits to performing single-sided, single-limb unilateral exercises and tons of different options for legs, upper body pushing, upper body pulling, core exercises, and total body options. And again, um, it's not the end-all be-all. It's, it's, I'm not saying that it's the only thing you should be doing, but it is something that you should integrate into your programming along with some of your standard barbell lifts. And so I do hope that you got a lot out of that. Uh, go ahead and make sure you are following us on social media platforms such as Instagram at Atlas Fitness Evolved and then also on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel as well. So that's all I have for you today. And remember, if it is important to you, you will find a solution. If it is not, you will find an excuse. Until next time, peace.